Hello, wrestling fans across the globe. Welcome to the latest edition at Free Admission for Real at www.freeadmissionfr.com. Also on iTunes, my name is JP Nichols, here to start a brand new weekly audio for Free Admission for Real. In light of the fact that at Pod Johnny Ringo, also known as Mark Smith, for those of you that follow him on Twitter, he decided to retire the Raw in five minutes or so audio reviews. Understandably so, I would say, with the fact that Raw in three hours can be very hard for anyone to digest, especially to the point of putting in a five-minute audio review or so. So, this is an audio that I had actually thought of doing quite some time ago. It was, uh, it's just taking a bit of time to actually try and do, and I didn't, I honestly didn't really want to steal Mark's thunder due to the fact that he does the Raw reviews very well, but with the fact that the Raw reviews are retired and now people seem to be enjoying Impact a bit more than from what I can recall in recent time, I'm deciding to debut the aptly titled Five Impactful Minutes or So. Now, obviously, because of my first go-around, might be a little bit longer than that. In fact, I probably have already wasted too much time as is, so we'll just get right into the show here. Fresh off of Hardcore Justice, we had Austin Aries coming out, making his way to the ring to talk about Sunday's title match against Bobby Roode, where he retained the World Heavyweight Championship. And he talked about the fact that he is no longer a fluke, he's the face of TNA, and he runs the show. As long as he runs the show, Impact will not be held hostage, and he addresses the Ace and Eights noting that they are always around and wants to find out who the the bound for, uh, who the leader of the Aces and Eights are. And no matter who wins the Bound for Glory series, Austin Aries is still going to remain champion. This brought Jeff Hardy out, who made it clear that he wants to take the world title and says that he and Aries would tear it up in the main event of Bound for Glory. And eventually this brought Bully Ray out, actually, who tore into the fact that they are both stupid for not realizing that James Storm is the leader of Aces and Eights and talked about the fact that that the Aces and Eights were coming after Ray at the pay-per-view, calling out the fact that they were helping out James Storm, talking about the fact that he cost, uh, well, because of luck, he managed to beat Jeff Hardy and get 20 points in the Battle for Glory series. And both and Aries actually got into words with Ray as well, talking about how he made him tap out back at Sacrifice, and talked about maybe they can do the match one more time. Aces and Eights appeared on the video screen with their distorted voices and whatnot, talking about saying that Ray got lucky on on Sunday, and that tonight they will make their presence felt in a big way. So, obviously, as you would expect, uh, they were on the show later in the evening. We then had a Battle for Glory series matchup in Samoa Joe versus Magnus, a match that I was actually very much so looking forward to ever since the two of them started teaming, because I figured they would actually have a lot of really good chemistry with each other. Unfortunately, while not a bad match whatsoever, it just was very, very, very short on time. It only went about four minutes, and Samoa Joe actually was able to pin Magnus with a Lamahi Straw Cradle, which, to my knowledge, I've never seen Samoa Joe actually perform that maneuver in all the years that I've been watching him. And after the match, Joe offered to shake Magnus's hand, but Magnus actually nailed Joe with a chair, and Joe hulked up and was very, very pissed off over that. So perhaps we will actually get a program with these two in the future, depending on Joe's status in the Bound for Glory series. We then had Madison Rain backstage discussing about winning the Knockouts title, clean with no help whatsoever, and was informed that Brooke Hogan actually wants to see her in the ring. This led to Madison Rain coming out, talking about how she was very happy to be Knockouts champion again, and that Brooke Hogan wants to see her tonight in the ring. And Brooke Hogan actually made it, came out and was talking about that without Earl Hebner, 
Matt, Madison likely would not have won the title at all, actually. And actually, Brooks makes it clear that they will be having a rematch tonight with Brooke Tessmacher versus Madison Rain with a special guest referee that will be named later in the evening. And actually, after Rain had left, the Aces and Eights stormed the ring and looked like they were going to attack Brooke until Kurt Angle, Bully Ray, Austin Aries, Jeff Hardy, Sting, James Storm came out, and Aces and Eights fled to the back. And during the commercial break, a few of them had left and left Sting, Angle, Hardy, and Aries in the ring. And Sting had challenged for open fight night next week that the four of them can take on the pack of wolves that he called the Aces and Eights. So, which will be at 8 o'clock p.m., so they're going to attempt to start the show off hot next week for those that decide to watch. Daniels and Kazarian in the back. Uh, they were talking about how they have a copy of the, of a, the most recent Spider-Man comic book, which they are on the back cover for, and make fun of AJ a bit, including calling Claire Lynch a foot, which I thought was very, very hysterical, personally. AJ actually showed up and claimed he was drugged. Oh, wait, no, it was actually, I stand corrected. AJ said that he would have had to have been drugged to have sleep with a foot like Claire. Very hysterical line, honestly. And AJ makes it clear for their Benford Glory Series match later in the night that if Daniels wins, he will accept that he is the father of Claire's baby, but if da if Daniels loses, he will get a paternity test. So, it was a bit of a little confusing little storyline there, and actually I believe Daniels actually, ironically enough, name-dropped Maury Povich. So, little really random addition to the match, but... It is what it is, which led to the Battle for Glory series match of AJ Styles versus Daniels and what I thought was an excellent, excellent TV match, honestly. The thing about these two is the fact that they've been wrestling for years and years and years and years, and they always find some, some way to change up their matches just even slightly, and it adds a whole new freshness and appeal to it, despite the fact that they've wrestled each other so many times. They actually got a lot of time in this match, too. In fact, I believe TNA even flat-out disregarded the 15-minute time limit rule with the Battle for Glory series uh, matches, because this match, I believe, went about 17 minutes, so, at which AJ Styles won with the Pele after uh, some botched Kazarian interference. So, no complaints here. Really, really good match. Honestly, probably one of the better matches for Impact this year behind AJ Styles and Bobby Roode back in May, I would say. So, if you had the opportunity, I would definitely go out of your way to check this match out. Just... Uh, really, really good match. And then we went to the back where Sting was on the phone with Hulk Hogan, and Hulk Hogan said that he would be there next week when Sting calls out Aces and Eights, and they have to fight or they die. Sting, Sting brought up if he is ready to go old school, and Hogan said that that's the only way to go and that he has Sting's back. They had another backstage segment with James Storm and Jeff Hardy. Hardy saying that... Uh, he doesn't care what people are saying, but he does care that he lost uh, Battle for Glory series points because of James Storm. And Storm is sick and tired of being uh, just in this whole ordeal because of the fact that he has absolutely nothing to do with Aces, with aces and Aids. He promises, though, that in the main event tonight at Bully Ray and Jeff Hardy that he will be at ringside to make sure that the Aces and Aids do not get involved. Next up, we had Bobby Roode making his way to the ring to address the fans about Sunday's pay-per-view. He talked about the fact that he had proved that Aries winning was a fluke. He proved that because he defeated him in the middle of the ring. Brian Hebner made the count and raised his hand in victory, but one thing led to another and the match was restarted. A match that he won and as a result of that, he stands here empty-handed today. He should be standing there as a champion, but with the stipulation set, he doesn't get the rematch. And without the title, he's a he just doesn't really have much of a purpose. 
he he addresses the fans saying that he no one has any idea how what that title meant to him and what people think of the world champion they think of him and he puts all the blame on Austin Aries, Sting, the referees, and even the fans as well. He gave everything for the belt, but they disrespected him. And then he says that he plans to do something, but before he can get to that, he drops the mic and leaves the ring. Which is, a, in my opinion as well, a more interesting route that, as opposed to doing the cliche TNA route of old in terms of going against the stipulation and doing Aries and Rude one more time the next pay-per-view, so... I'm actually very interested to see where they go with this. We actually got a preview for the next gut check competitor, whose name I actually didn't hear. I heard that I believe he's from Louisiana or Mississippi, and talked about the fact that his brother got him into wrestling, and that his brother got him shot and died, and he's doing he's wrestling now to make his brother proud. And I'm assuming that on open fight night next week he will get a gut check opportunity. So that's another thing said for next week. And we ne next had the Knockouts Championship match of Madison Rain defending against Miss Testmacher. And Brooke Hogan came to the ring nearly falling. Uh, well, actually, she did fall over. She tripped over herself, seemingly, before addressing the fact that the special guest referee is former Tiffany of WWE fame, ex-wife of Drew McIntyre, who went by the name of Taryn Terrell, which I believe might be her real name. But regardless of the fact, this match was... Pretty much what I had expected out of Sunday's pay-per-view match, which I honestly, it was Sunday's pay-per-view match was not good, but it was certainly better than I expected. This one was rather rough. It went about probably a little bit shorter than the pay-per-view match, but it just did not really work too well. And at the end of the match, we just got Miss Testmacher winning the Knockouts Tag Team, uh, excuse me, Knockouts World Heavyweight Title back. So. Maybe one would have to assume that this uh, Earl Hebner storyline might be dropped. But who knows? I mean, with the fact that the Knockouts division has been like Brooke and Gale for so long, and now they've decided to throw Madison into the picture, maybe they will continue with Brooke and Madison some more, but uh, with the way that this went, I'm not really sure what to think of it. We then had Aces and Aids say they've been waiting for an invite, so the, uh, people need to be careful what they wish for because next week they will be there in full force and they have unfinished business to take care of tonight. And we then had our main event of the evening in Jeff Hardy versus Bully Ray in a Battle Glory series matchup, which I thought was a pretty enjoyable main event. Not as good as uh, AJ and Daniels earlier in the show, but it was still very good. Both guys, to me, are like much more motivated right now than they've ever been, especially in Bully Ray's case, who's in best shape he has obviously ever been in his life. Had a pretty good match. Um, we had the Aces and Aids actually attempt to make a run out in this match, but they were actually chased to the back. And then it actually led to Hardy hitting the twist of fate and rolling up Bully Ray for the win. And Ray laid out Hardy very quickly after the match and grabbed his chain, and then Storm managed to get in the ring after being accidentally laid out by Hardy at ringside during the match. And Ray blamed Storm for the Aces and Aids coming out. Hardy's up, and a Storm went to superkick Ray. Ray moved, and actually Storm accidentally nailed Hardy, and Ray said that he told everyone, you know, that Storm is the leader. But uh, after, right afterwards, uh, Storm looked at Hardy and was very concerned, and the Aces and Eights came out, and they stamped behind Storm and clapped, but then they actually turned on him and beat him down, so... One would have to assume, unless James Storm is a glutton for punishment, uh, or self-glutton uh, for punishment, uh, he is not, in fact, the leader of the Aces and Aids, but that remains to be seen. So, overall, a pretty enjoyable episode of Impact. Nothing nothing bad. Well, the women's match was actually pretty rough, but 
Everything else on the show was pretty enjoyable. Pushed some things forward. I particularly recommend the AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels match to get check out. I mean, like I said, with those two, they can really you know put in almost absolutely no effort, and you'll still get a decent match. But this one was actually a very good match, and probably best TV match you'll see all week. So definitely check that out, and feel free to give me some feedback on the way that I did my audio. I know that I went way over the five-minute mark as promised, but again, this is a first-time run. And let me know if you like dig the name Five Impactful Minutes, or if you have any other recommendations for me, feel free to tweet them at me, because you can find me on Twitter at I underscore M underscore Hollywood. You can also tweet it directly at, at FreeAdmissionFR. And make sure to check us out as well, as we'll have more upcoming stuff at www.freeadmissionfr.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. I'm JP Nichols, and I will talk to you all again very soon.